Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. What's up, San Diego? Happy Thursday. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, back in the building. Matthew Scraby running around here with like a chicken. With his head cut off. If you don't see me or hear me, it's because I'm fixing the cameras. Of course. That's that's going to be the standard thought when we when you guys tune in at 2 o'clock every day and you don't see a screen or you only see Matt's face on the screen for those watching on YouTube right now. Uh, assume that he is trying to get his show in order. Now, why this is something new? Well, you guys just heard it. We got a, a midday show now that is in studio. And so that in itself, leaves a little bit of complication for Scraby. So he'll join us here shortly, but let me welcome in my partner, Mr. Chris Ello, back from Colorado. Yeah, another uh, another overtime game last night. Uh, I, I'll tell you one thing, it's good to be here, and it's good to uh, follow in Craig and, uh, and Annie. Congratulations to them getting their yes. show underway. And uh, Craig Elston uses a different chair than I do, so I have to uh, rearrange the chairs now when he heads out of the studio and get signed onto the computer. So yeah, you're right. It's going to be a, it's a it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment to get ready. We used to be able to come in here and kind of ease our way into things while the coach is finishing up his show. Your but, brain uh, amazes me. It really my brain, does. yes, amazes because you. Was that, that is what you were thinking about? Is oh, now every day I got to rearrange the chairs. Yeah, well, the chair. I mean, the chair they, they, I'm going to have to get Craig to use my chair because <laughs> okay. uh, it was difficult getting the chairs. Uh, no, it's not a big. I'm I'm really excited for their show, you know what and I'm uh, I think it's going to be a great lead in, and uh, it was fun listening to them today. And they're off to a good start. And as they said on the way out the door, they get to come back tomorrow. They have to so get that's tomorrow. Good. Uh, you know what I'm excited about? What, ladies and gentlemen, my partner Chris Ello now has a second. Earbud. Earbud. Wow. That's right. It's a new year. Look, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I usually have just the one earbud. I actually uh, had my wife purchase. Uh, it was a big purchase, Tony. I think it was like $20. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, I've been going with the one earbud for what, two years? Yeah. I mean, it's not like at I least made a, two years. Yeah, it's not like I made a change right away. Um, and but, how many uh, times did I. Um Hate you that you suggested that I do this uh, starting in 2019. <laughs> it's true. I the funny, believe the funny then, part uh, is the funny part is is that you have been accused of your hearing getting less right because yeah. you have to turn you have to turn the knob up with the one earphone right. So I turned the knob up to where I earbud, normally I use say. for the one earbud, and I blew my ears out uh, right before the show started. So yeah, I'm. Uh, 
I, I'm I'm with the two earbud uh, now, and I, you guys sound really good in my left ear. I, I must say, I'm, this, this is gonna, how we actually are supposed to sound. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm gonna miss when uh, we play a piece of audio that's only on one side of it's the audio on channel. channel, and so yeah. Chris will go during the, the audio bit. <laughs> I, can't yeah, I can't hear it. Stop playing. <laughs> yeah, it's all. It's not easy to teach old dogs new tricks. Yes, but, we, uh, I, I feel I've I've got this one. So. You know and I discussed this yesterday a little bit. So yeah, it's not. Easy to teach and an old dog new tricks. You know what, Chris? I'm going to applaud you for this because I never thought it was going to happen. No, I thought he was. I really thought he thought was, I'd go with the one earbud I, forever. And I ever. thought you were yeah. content, yeah. like not ever making that change. As long as that earbud was giving you something, you were well, going to roll with it. You know, you guys are a little bit to blame for the fact that I didn't get the new earbuds because you guys threatened for at least the last two years to buy me the new earbuds. That is true. And so I just waited patiently for you to show up true. one day with my new <laughs> with my new earbuds, and it never, it never happened. happened. I believe so, Tony said he was going to do well, that. I did. I, don't know. I, I did. I forgot. He said he was going to do it, but you said you were going to foot the bill because uh, you, you wanted I, I to contribute that. to that. I did but say that, and it never Anyway, happened. either way, it never happened. So I, I've been sitting here waiting for the new earbuds to, to All arrive. Right. All right. Finally had to go out and make my own purchase uh, here before the holidays. I actually got these like two and a half weeks ago, but it's been that long since we've been back in studio, or I've been back in studio. So. Well, so, certainly glad to have you back in studio. At, yeah. s- at some point today... Uh, you guys out there will have a chance to win a pair of tickets to Saturday's San Diego State's men's basketball game against UNLV. Tickets are on sale now at goaztech.com, and might as well start there. I said this yesterday, Chris, and I, I think you were off the show by the time we uh, got to talking about this, but we talked about the disrespect that the Aztecs continue to receive from the AP. Yeah, And I said it's just one of those things that I think is built into cake. And, you know, even though I thought after they got to a national championship, they'd finally get their respect, that clearly hasn't been the case. But what I said last night before we went off air was that what needs to happen is the Aztecs can leave no doubt, no more. Right. They they can't have any more of those days where, you know, it's a a game they're supposed to, like, beat down somebody. And, and, And this is all in regards to the AP and how they seem to look at things. And I thought last night, the way they came out against Fresno is exactly what I was talking about. They left zero doubt that that team did not belong on the court with them no. and dismantled them, I mean, as 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 well as you've seen them dismantle a team all season. Yeah, and they did it uh, with Reese Waters injured. I mean, yeah. Reese Waters uh, turned his ankle early in the game, never came back into the game. But Jaden Ledee took over uh, near the end of the first half. I think he hit eight consecutive shots at one point. And you know who's really coming on right now is Darion Trammell. Yes, After he After a slow is. start to the season yes, with the is. injuries that he was dealing with, uh, he's starting to play some terrific basketball. But the, again, they held them to 47 points. I don't know what Fresno State's scoring average is, but I know it's not 47. Uh, they couldn't find an open shot no. anywhere. They and smothered them. The Aztecs' defense is starting to figure it out. And you're right. I mean, they should be a top 15 team in the nation right now, the Aztecs. And they're playing like a top 15 team in the nation. Yep. And if you look at most of the experts around college basketball who do the, um, do the um, bracketology, they have the Aztecs seeded as a four or a five seed heading into the NCAA tournament right now. That suggests that they're a top 15 team in the nation. So, uh, look, it's uh, I'm sure it's something that Brian Dutcher can use to continue to you know fuel his team a little bit. But 
I don't know what else you can do. I mean, what the only thing they could do this year to get more respect than they should have gotten from last year is win the whole thing, right? Because they got to the final game uh, last year, and um, and it, look, they they're. The, I saw an article in the UT last week that listed the top programs on the West Coast as of right now. San Diego State was number nine. Crazy. Different number nine on the West Coast. Now, if you want to tell me that Arizona you think is better than San Diego State, that's fine. They've got a lot of talent. Uh, they never seem to show up at, right at the when it really matters in March. Arizona doesn't. Um, you know, I, I think they're a, a team that's probably better than San Diego State on paper. But I wouldn't give to any other team ahead of the Aztecs right now. That includes Colorado State that has that lofty number thirteen ranking. I, I don't want to do this, Tony. I don't want to. I don't feel like going through every team's schedule in college basketball. There's 300 teams, but I don't think there's been a more. And I said it yesterday. There hasn't been a more impressive, true road victory by anybody in college basketball this season than what the Aztecs did at Gonzaga. And the people who follow follow college basketball, they know it. So. You know, if the AP doesn't figure it out or can't figure it out, um, you know, the Aztecs will just continue to use that as fuel. They got UNLV Saturday. They go to San Jose State next Tuesday. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. You can circle this one, though. Colorado a week, State. A week from Saturday, January 13th, they'll be at New Mexico in the pit. And that is, that's going to be a 10 a.m. start. Which is not my favorite. No. But, you know, CBS dictates when those games are on. Uh, you can't look past UNLV San Jose State, but the, the team can't. I can. And I'm going to look forward to that New Mexico game in the pit on the 13th. They win that game. They ought to go, they ought to go into the top 10. But, you know, we know the AP will never, never allow that. So Yeah. So Aztecs, uh, as, as we just been saying, another another. Another nice victory last night against a team they should pound. They did They did exactly that. This just came across my phone in regards to the NFL. Dalvin Cook signs who was released or asked for his release with the Jets, signs with the Ravens. Uh, they get a, they get a, another back to add to this staple. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he, he could make an argument for being, I mean, at least on paper they have, except the fact that they've used the third string and fourth string running backs all season long for the most part. And have thrived nonetheless. So they yeah, get Justice Hill uh, looked. Uh, he was running free and easy the other day, and uh, Gus Edwards does a great job of pounding up the middle. I don't even know that Dalvin Cook will make a dent. He might not on that team. He might but, not. You know, he could uh, if somebody gets hurt. Baltimore is going to be terrific heading into the playoffs, and uh, I- I'll say one thing for Dalvin Cook: he's chosen wisely. If he wants to win himself a Super Bowl, this is probably giving him the best opportunity. So good for him. Uh, looks like the Padres have added another catcher to their staple as well, Kevin Plawecki. Uh, I've got a chance. Why have I heard that name? Uh, he because he's the, been a big leaguer. He's before. been a big leaguer. No, he's I with know, the Mets. But, yeah. Um, I actually had a chance. To, he used to work out here in San Diego. I actually worked out with him at Fitness Quest for a little bit. So uh, he signs a minor league deal with the Padres. They continue to uh, add depth. Uh, whether you know it's. Today it was the catching position. Yesterday it was the bullpen. Uh, you could expect to continue to see those. I think, uh, Scrape, you mentioned how many, you said 34 guys on the 40-man roster yesterday? As of yesterday it was 34. 34. Yes. So six more they to still go. got six spots that, you know, they, they're going to they're gonna probably, not probably, they're going to fill or get close to filling before spring training. And that's only 
about a month and a half away. So well, Plywecki is good news, but uh, Harrison Bader signing with the Mets is bad news. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. That's that's a name that I was really interested in uh, for the Padres. And, um, you know, maybe this is just going to be the offseason where A.J. Preller doesn't bring us any of the gifts that we're hoping for. <laughs> and we just have to trust that who he gets is going to plug in and work. Because yeah. uh, this outfield right now, as far as I can tell, is still Fernando Tatis Jr. and Jose Azokar. And you've got to find yourself a center fielder. You've got to find yourself a left fielder. Harrison Bader, I think, would have been a perfect fit here. He's played with Mike Schilt. Uh, he's a gamer. He's the kind of guts guy that I think the Padres lacked last season to a certain extent. There was a lot of star power last year. I don't know that they had the, the glue uh, players that uh, a lot of times help you win championships. I think Harrison Bader would have been a perfect fit. Um, but... You know he's off the board now, and and guys continue to go off the boards now. Ten million dollars for a season for Harrison Bader, maybe that's maybe that's not where the Padres wanted to go. I I, I don't know why they wouldn't have gotten Harrison Bader. I thought he was a perfect uh, would have been perfect for the Padres, but we're just gonna have to wait and see how AJ fills this thing out. We so. uh, talked about it a little bit yesterday after you left, but my theory is that AJ is getting in on trying to get all the good players from the KBO and the MPB over to the Padres before all the other teams scoop them up because there's there's a trend now of players coming over from the KBO and MPB. So I, I think that maybe the names that we thought we were going to see, we're just not going to see. He has other plants, and he's just fulfilling those well, plans Well, I'm glad right you now. think that. that that's but, uh, the th- I don't know that KBO, theory, by the way. Yeah, I know, theory. Theory. I know it is. And, it's uh, not a bad theory. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> say it was a bad theory. No, no, it's, it's, it's I just hear it in his voice. It's, it's <laughs> as ridiculous as any other scrappy theory. I can just hear but, it in his voice. Yes, we're back in the it's same building. It's not ridiculous, building. because think about it. You got Yamamoto, you got Matsui. Last year you had um, the, the Red Sox. Uh, I'm forgetting his name. Um a lot of players from Asia are coming over to play in Major League Baseball. AJ's always had his foot in that. And he's always, he's always, you know, he has a scout over there. He has a couple scouts all, over there. But all teams have scouts over but there. But I believe that the a Padres have put more into their scouting, international scouting, than other teams. I think you are a prisoner of the moment right now, Scrape. Well, then I want them to sign someone. Okay? <laughs> I, 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 do you, are you going to be comfortable with a KBO All-Star team competing in Major League Baseball? That's not what I'm saying, but I get why you're asking. I do get why you're asking. No. Well, since that's what the theory is, that they're going to just get all KBO players to come over here and play. You just say they've that. Got, they've got two. I, I mean, I, I, how is that pr- getting the whole Korean baseball organization? They've got two guys. Prisoner of the moment. Three, actually. Um, Hassan Kim. Yeah. Matsui. Not Matsui's oh, not from okay. the KBO. Oh, I, I didn't know. We were, I, w- I was speaking from both the MPB Ladies and gentlemen, and let me KBO. introduce you once again <laughs> no, on no. this new year to <laughs> the bearer of misinformation. That's not misinformation because <laughs> that is I so. was talking about it. He's not in the it. Korean League. <laughs> I didn't realize that we were only talking KBO at that uh, particular moment. I thought that's what you said. I didn't, no, I I didn't realize that. and KBO. My, that's fault. what I heard. I'm sorry. All right, here's a... Uh, a question from the chat here on the stream from YouTube, 97.3 The Fan. Do you think Teoscar Hernandez is too big of a reach budget-wise? What do you guys think of him? If if Bader's getting 10, I would imagine that Teoscar Hernandez, who coming off, of, I think, of kind of a down year for him, is also in that at least in that range. Oh, he's got to be more than 10. Right, that's what I'm saying. So 
I'm starting to believe that we're not going to get that, you guys. Listen, I, 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 I really am. I'm starting to believe that we're going to have to make do with the star power that we currently have Chris, and hopefully fill it out with you know good pieces around the rest of them. I said so. this on Tuesday, Chris, and I, I could be wrong, but it feels like the Matsui deal is the biggest deal that's, right. that's yeah, going to happen yeah. um, for the Padres this offseason. Now, that doesn't mean they can't make a trade. Uh, that's a bigger deal. Doesn't mean any of that, but I think in terms of what they're handing out, or what they're gonna, you know, comfortable spending uh, during free agency, I think that's probably as big as it's gonna get. Which I think takes you out of the price range for a lot of the yeah. spots that you were thinking well, I mean, about. The name, the names that are still out there in the outfield that that seem interesting. Again, I, it seems absurd to keep saying Tommy Pham because I know nobody out there wants Tommy Pham, but his name continues to be on this list. Uh, Michael Brantley, uh, these guys are a little older, 36, 37 years old. I don't know that the Padres can necessarily afford them. A.J. Pollock, the same. Austin Meadows had some really good years with Tampa Bay. He's only 30 years old. Uh, when you're talking center field, Michael A. Taylor's name is, is still out there. He's a good defensive player. Uh, probably wouldn't cost you that much money. But the more and more this goes along, the more and more I'm just agreeing with you, Tony, that all of these guys that are on the big name free agent list are not going to be Padres. And, and you're going to have to you're going to plug in other guys that we're not thinking of. And, and so then I, I challenge you to now then, what are the alternatives, right? That That – Includes, you know, some lower, I wouldn't say lower tier, but just lower budgeted type guys. Um, but it also takes, should also focus your, your attention to that prospect list the Padres had because that's right. Those are the dudes who are going to have to, you know, give the Padres a boost. And when you look at it, at least uh, on the ETA standpoint of, of what the expected time of arrival is. There isn't an outfielder that's going to be here in 24. However, that timeline can be can be changed. It can be moved up. It, it can be moved up. And I, and I give you an example. Uh, uh, Jacob Marcy, who had a tremendous uh, year, went into the fall league, played there well, played well there as well. His ETA is 25. That ETA has moved up from last when it started last year. He obviously made a move that has put his name. Um, in the 2025 list that also, you know, and that could go for any one of the prospects that they have in terms of the outfield, their best, at least according to the um, prospect rankings of 2023 is, is Sam Zavala. He's their best one. I don't know if he plays center field or what position he plays, but he's in high A ball. I don't know if that jump is – that's Man, a big that's, jump. That's a huge that's jump. That's a j- it? big jump. Behind him is the draft pick from last year, Dylan Head. He's, single he's an A ball. Yeah. Beyond that is Jacob Marcy. Can he make the jump? Can he make the 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 leap that he needs to make from having his ETA in twenty five to all of a sudden moving that time up into twenty four? And you know, chances are, if it is moved up to twenty four, it's gonna not. It's not gonna be. Early 24, it's going to be probably late 24. If- I'm going to be comfortable if the Padres want to give me one or one of these guys as a fourth outfielder. I'm not going to be comfortable with two of these guys starting in the outfield next to Fernando Tatis Jr., not at the beginning of the season. Right. I think that's too big of an ass. I, 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 I think that's clearly a big ass. Uh, so. But, you know, you never know. We'll get to break. We'll talk a little more, more of that, this on the other side. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Am I the only guy that that absolutely hates this email coming into my inbox at work? Uh, Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Gwynn and Chris, 97.3 The Fan, 2.25 is the time. The email that I've been receiving, I guess, for the last six days, but I just returned today. My Odyssey Palace login password will expire in four days. I just learned my new one. Okay, that's a little weird this, because you get. What 90, do you mean that's a little weird? You get ninety days with that password. This ninety goes, days isn't long enough. Does anybody out there really want to break into the Odyssey system and yes, our, wreck? Wait, hold our on. Radio, what, what's going to happen? Hear what happened uh, to another radio wait, station? First, can I just years point ago? out, ladies and gentlemen, those who tuned in yesterday, this is exactly what I was talking about in terms of once you get to a certain age. You are not interested in some of these, yeah. These some of these things that are being asked of you. Well, it's very important to change your password because wow. someone hacked into a radio station years ago and uh, took down the radio station. Mm-hmm. So, and, they get like, it through and, email. and how does me? There's no firewalls or nothing around this bad boy. Well, no there more? is now. Uh, no. That's why we have to do the one login every single time we log in. Is because well, I don't mind that. I, I I have to take five steps just to log into the system every day, and that takes me forever. But I understand that. What I don't understand is that my password, if it changes, nobody knew it before I changed it. Well, you don't know that. Well, it, okay, but if they did, then they would but start tearing they, apart the system already. But that's how they want to so change it. So why am I changing it? Because But I'm changing practice. it from something nobody knows <laughs> to something else nobody knows. Makes no sense to me, Scrooge. Let me explain a virus to you. Why don't you explain it? No, and, we don't and, got and, time for you to, no, to explain wanna, a virus. Wanna, I, when the daddy virus of, and a mommy virus. The, the odds of him explaining this in a way that I can understand it is about a million to one. Okay, let me think about this real quick. Don't. Oh, we goodness. don't have time. We oh, don't have goodness. time. Oh, goodness. All right, I'll just <laughs> okay, change here, my password. Here. So I'll just change my password. <laughs> well, I says. have to do it. Otherwise, no, I'll be locked so here's out what, myself. Here's what the hackers do. They'll send emails to people within the company with links in them. And they'll be like, hey, my name is so-and-so, and I am with this company. I'm trying to sell you this product. Here, click on this. This is our brochure. Just take a look at it, please. 
They click on it. What happens is the virus immediately goes into the email and sends emails to all your other people in your contact list. And then if someone else opens that, it gets them in their system. And that's how the virus spreads. It's okay. through one person letting it through. Right. I understand that. So by changing that. your so password. By changing my password, what happens? Well, because if someone hacked, say, say you use that password on uh, your banking app or whatever. I don't. It. Say you use your password on the banking app or whatever. I don't. <laughs> if they hack the bank website, they can get your password, and then they can go try different combinations. I listen to this podcast. It's great about all these hacking things, and these people are so smart and so good at what they do that it's necessary to I believe passwords. that. I agree with you. I believe that the people who hack into these systems are so smart, it's unbelievable, and there's not a darn thing. But what I also believe is there's not a darn thing we can do about it, and changing my password every 90 days, other than to drive me nuts, doesn't do any bit of good. Proactivity is better than no activity. Listen to Scraby over here. How do you know? <laughs> because I have had my stuff hacked before. One of my friends' wife, she has a lot of Instagram followers. She got hacked by someone. They wanted $5,000 to get her account back. So they paid someone a little bit less, and that person had to hack. It's crazy, Chris, out there. you got to change But I get that. I understand that it's crazy out there. What I don't understand is how changing my password is going to keep anything from happening. That part I don't understand. HB Funk on our YouTube stream says, first the chair, now this. Come on, Chris. (laughs) Welcome to a new year. Uh, All right. Also, we had uh, Jason LaConfora was our guest today from uh, NFL. Network and he canceled on us like four minutes before the show started. Whoa. So that's going to open up. <laughs> what? I don't know. Am I wrong? Haymakers. Am I wrong? Out the, out the block. We're, we're playing a little bit of telephone right now because. <laughs> this is a scraby. Clean up on Al One. Well, okay, fine. I'll say. He's an Odyssey insider. And so I was contacted by the Odyssey insider person who books people. They bu- We booked this before we went on holiday break. And today I checked in and he's like, oh, by the way, he's not coming on anymore. Yeah. So they left us hanging. So the, uh, that means that we're going to talk about the, the National Football League without Jason Lockin for, and we're going to do that in our next segment. Amon Ross St. Brown is among those that is not too happy today. We'll tell you why he's not too happy as the uh, NFL gets ready to go into week number 18, which in my mind is just a reorganized version of week four of the preseason. Uh, as 90% of the games mean absolutely nothing this Sunday. But uh, we'll uh, catch you up on all the latest playoff prognostications and possibilities when Gwen and Chris returns. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 2.36 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby. Uh, we we're going we're gonna to talk some Padres here shortly. Going to get to the NFL a little bit later. But uh, I think we might have hit a nerve with our next caller. Chris wants to talk a little bit of the, about the Aztecs and uh, how the AP poll is treating them. Hey, Tony. What's going on, Chris? How are you, my man? Uh, just a little frustrated. I, I randomly had a chance. Uh, to watch Arizona lose by 20-something to Stanford the other night. And I can't understand for the life of me how we're not in the top 25. You know, I mean, 
Arizona dropped to number 10, I believe. And Gonzaga is still hanging around. I just, on one hand, like you guys have said, I'm glad they're not getting the respect they need because it seems like Dutcher's team <clears throat> likes to play, you know, as the underdog. And we always lose the game after we become ranked, you know, but it's still, it's, it's still frustrating. Yeah. You know, it, there's, there's, there's no doubt. Thanks for the phone call, Chris. It's it, at this point, I don't, I honestly don't know what else the Aztecs can do. If, if if going into Gonzaga and beating them by 10 isn't enough to at least be the 25th best ranked team yeah. in the in the AP. Well, beating Stanford by 14 is looking a whole lot better now that they've beaten UCLA and Arizona back to back on the road. I mean, so I mean at, at the very least if if you Forgot about that. Let's say, and you're you one of the voters. You forgot about that conveniently when you rank Arizona ahead of the Aztecs. Come on, that you know Arizona they, can't they've beat Stanford. Beaten, they've beaten UCLA and Arizona, and back I guarantee you, both of those teams were on that West Coast list of schools that you were talking. about. They were ahead about. of the Aztecs. Yeah. Long Beach State's another big win that the Aztecs had earlier this season that the voters don't want to consider. Uh, St. Mary's was another big win that they had early in the season that voters don't want to consider. And if you look at the two losses the Aztecs had. I guarantee you almost every team in the nation played a back-to-back at BYU and at Grand Canyon would lose at least one. And that includes Duke, and that includes Kentucky, and that includes all of the other big-name schools that would never, for the life of them, even agree to play a game at BYU or a game at Grand Canyon, or for that matter, agree to play a game at Gonzaga, something the Aztecs agreed to all three. And, you know, we're able to win one. Those are those are almost impossible wins. I, it's it, it is really mind blowing and agonizing right now, and that's all you can say. I mean, yeah. you can't change it. I mean, the voters. I, I don't know what they're doing. I I, I don't. I, I just don't. I mean, the excuse that well, you're on the West Coast and the games are late is ridiculous because Gonzaga's on the West Coast and their games are late. They still see them. Seem, they seem to still be ranked. Arizona's games are late. They seem to be ranked. I, I, it's, it's, it's a maddening situation right now. And we're upset not because the Aztecs themselves are feeling any pain from this. We're upset because we want and more than deserve some respect from our college basketball team out here in terms of where we land on a national scale. I, I think the frustrating thing for people like us and Chris is that they have literally checked I think every box. Like, if you wanted to say, well, it's a long, it's a long game, right? Once they get to a Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight, well, yeah. okay, well, you know, once they get to a final, you know, then no, they've done that too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, you know, they got to go into such and such place that is tough. To, well, they've done that too. There is literally nothing else left for this program to check in order to get the type of respect that Gonzaga gets. Because uh, correct me wrong, because that guy hasn't won a national championship yet, have they? No, they oh, got to a final. They got to a final. They okay. got to one final. They've been to two final fours, I believe. I could be off. They might have only been to one final four, but you know, Gonzaga. Look, they deserve all the the the, the respect that they've gotten. They're the measuring and, stick, and they've been in the top twenty-five. I think it's now one hundred and forty-two weeks in a row, and maybe they wanted to protect that streak by uh, finding a way for them to stay in. But the Aztecs should easily be ranked ahead of them right now, and uh, you know it's a it's a wrong that needs to be righted. So yeah, let's uh, change our, our our attention back to the the diamond, and uh, 
you know, we haven't heard from our friend AJ Casavell in, in a little bit of time, but we will hear from him later on this week. I think tomorrow, as a tomorrow matter of fact. Tomorrow is true. Uh, and of course, since he's coming on tomorrow, we decided to study some of his work that he's done here in, in recent days. And uh, he has come up with the top seven takeaways, uh, really from a, he says from a busy, busy Wednesday, but it really can be from across you know, the spectrum of the of the offseason and so forth. And he starts it with the bullpen. Um, he says the Padres' pin is nearly complete, the key word being nearly. There's always room for more pitching, particularly in a bullpen where year-to-year results can be so volatile. Padres aren't necessarily done, but Robert Suarez, Yuki Matsui, Tom Cosgrove, Steven Wilson, and El De Los Santos, <laughs> and I love this part, and go – the Padres have the he just, fa- put go. he just put go. Yeah. And the, the Padres have found Mr. The f- go. <laughs> Mr. Go, as we called him yesterday. Yeah. The Padres have found the foundation of a solid bullpen. They also have a deep group of arms who can compete for a final few places in that bullpen. Now, that could be some of the arms the Padres got from the Yankees. That could be guys they have in the organization already. We don't know. We'll find that out later. But I do think. And we discussed it a little bit. The bullpen is is starting to shape up. There we, we was a, some holes there. They have at least been filled with a few more spots to go. But I think the um, the guys who are going to who are going to be counted on to do the heavy lifting are are already in the are in the pen right now. Yeah, I think the bullpen I feel comfortable with. Yeah. So I, I think that box is at least checked to the point where I can go into spring training and not be very very concerned. Yeah. Now, so I'm good there. Now we move to the rotation, which is not as clear cut as I think the bullpen is, but we did get some clarity yesterday. Uh, listening to Mike Schilt talk about uh, Johnny Brito and, and Randy Vasquez, uh, he said those two guys are going to have a chance to compete in the starting rotation. Uh, both served as as both starters and relievers last year, um, and, and so you know you got Michael King. You got you Darvish, you got Joe Musgrove, right? Those guys are penciled in as your one, two, and three, not in that order, but those guys are set, right? Yes. Um, I feel good there. The guys you have competing now for the four or five spot, Johnny Brito we've mentioned, Randy Vasquez we mentioned, Matt Waldron, who the knuckle, the guy who throws a knuckleball, not quite a, wouldn't consider himself a knuckleballer, right, right. but he saw him a little bit last year. Pedro Avila saw him a little bit last year. He was impressive, his second stint up. Uh, you got Jay Groom, who was really right there uh, for an opportunity going into the season. He ended up losing out that losing out on that final spot. Uh, and you got uh, Jairo Irete, uh, Ir- Irete, I believe it is how it was pronounced, yeah. Uh, Don't he, worry, you'll be sitting next to Jesse soon, and yeah. he will help you out. He will also be a part <laughs> of the competition. So they have some some arms there, some depth arms. At least that's how it looks right now. You may have mentioned him, but Matt Waldron? I did mention okay, him. Okay, I just want I That just, was the guy who throws a knuckleball. Uh, sorry. But yes. not a knuckleball. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, like, I love <laughs> knuckleballers, and I want to make sure he gets a mention. Yeah, he got a mention. But that's where we're at with the rotation, Chris. I think... Um, I'm all right with the rotation right now. I would love to have another big name in the number four spot locked in right now. Yeah. But I'm not willing to pay $19 million for him. No, I agree. I I have to settle with what they have right now. That is the going rate right about now. And that's just Lucas Giolito's not worth that. He's not. The the low rate is what, 11 mil? 
Yeah, that right. Was, I mean, own. that was for the lousy guys. They were eleven million. <laughs> uh, what did Lance Lynn make? Like I think he was the eleven. Twelve. Or... I think he was eleven. The guy who was after him was twelve. I can't remember who it was, but nonetheless, that's where we are with the rotation. The third thing takeaway he has: all eyes, it says, on the Dominican Winter League playoffs as Fernando Tatis Jr. has begun or has been up to his usual tricks. Uh, including a go-ahead two-run homer in the 10th inning of a playoff game on Tuesday. It's on his 25th birthday, nonetheless. Um, Mike, Mike Schilt was quoted in here saying, I got to see him in person for two games towards the end of December. He looks good. He feels good as far as why is he playing. He missed 17 months. And I'm glad he said this yesterday. We played this for you guys. He said, I think he was happy with aspects of his season in, in, in talking to him. I also feel like in talking to him, he wanted to work on a few things. That provided an opportunity. And I think, especially guys who are cut from the cloth that Mike Schiltz is, if a guy is healthy and wants to play and in his case needs to play after missing 17 months, he certainly isn't going to stand in the way of it. And that's why you see Fernando sliding out over all over the field. Just seemed like enjoying himself playing some baseball. Yesterday. I mean, everybody was upset last year that he came into the uh, into the season with with it was a forced layoff, but it was such a long layoff that it you know took him time to get into the groove. So this time he's going to come into the season fully in the groove. So you know, don't complain about that. Yeah. Let him play. Uh, number four on the list uh, of of AJ Casaville was division dreams. Uh, he writes. At his introductory introductory press conference in November, Schilt spoke of the belief the Padres could contend for the NL West. He did the same at his media availability uh, from December's winter meetings. Now that the calendar has shifted to January and the Dodgers have signed two of the two of the market's biggest free agents in Otani and Yamamoto, Schilt, that's still the goal. Then and now, it's clearly a challenge. It's a competitive division, which we enjoy and I personally embrace. Out of all respect to our opponent, it's really more about what we do. We compete against ourselves every day. We play the game we expect to play smart and effectively. Usually the game rewards you. And uh, I think we learned that in a, in, a, in a big lesson last year, right? It was uh, some, some big names, some big expectations, um, but smart and effective uh, wasn't necessarily the Padres' strong suit last no. year. Wasn't and so you know here you are having a manager that that seems to be his mantra right it's, that's those are the two things he named specifically smart and effective and that's the type of baseball I think you're going to expect from him. Padres got to play better baseball. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's one of the, the. It's not just one of. It's the biggest reason why I personally believe this season is going to be a, a more successful season than last year. I know that on paper they're not going to have as many big-name superstars as they had last year. They can't possibly. They don't have Juan Soto anymore. So I know that on paper people are going to you know put him third, fourth in the NL West. But I know for a fact they can't possibly play as bad a baseball, just in general, as they played last season. And I know for a fact that they can't hit as badly with runners in scoring position yeah. as they did last season, no matter who's on the roster. Uh, so I, I just those are two areas right there that I think they're going to pick up five or six games in the standings. I 100% agree. I think um, I think that is going to be established pretty early in spring training with Schilt and his staff. Um, and you know, another thing I'll be, I'll, I'm, I will be looking forward to come February 
as not having to use the term on paper. Yeah. It, 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 we, it, right. Last year was really the first year I've <laughs> ever had one. to say, on paper, such and such and such. Yeah. Team was pretty good without me saying that last the year before, having to say on paper. Yeah. Now, you know, you kind of get back into that realm of, you know, forget the paper. It's about what happens on the field. It always is about that. But when you're talking about a team that is super duper uber talented and they're not playing well, you end up having to say on paper. So I'll be looking forward to not having to say that. Fifth on AJ Casavell's list list was uh, Niebla's toughest job yet. And he writes, the Padres pitching staff has gone through an overhaul this winter. They've already lost the bulk of their rotation innings, and they figure to rely heavily on a number of young, unproven starters, many of whom only joined the organization this offseason. We've highlighted this Uh but Ruben is a magician when it comes to – I shouldn't say he's, he's a whisper. He's a pitching whisperer. He is a pitching whisperer. whisperer. He's a they pitch, call him, pitching yes. whisperer yes. for right. sure. Well, let's hope it He'll works need to be year. whispering some some, some good nothings in there. <laughs> Sweet, Sweet nothings. <laughs> Sweet nothings, yeah. Well, he's really funny on Twitter, too. Like, if you see some Ruben? of his tweets, yeah. Like, he, he's really uh, complimentary of his players on Twitter, but then every once in a while he has a tweet that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's got a great sense of humor. Uh, this one was a, a, a piece that kind of caught everybody yesterday. Unconventional bench coach, bench coach approach, which means they're not having a bench coach in name. Uh, that's right. It's in- over. <laughs> Can't win. Jesse Agler to Tony Gwynn Jr., seventh inning. Boy, they need a bench coach, Tony. Yeah, Not going to happen. No. I promise you you won't notice it. At all during the season, I'm gonna be like, "Where's the bench?" There's coach? not gonna be a time where it's like, "Where's the man?" Bench they coach? made the error right there, man. What's the bench coach got to say about? Where's that? he at? <laughs> it's all his fault. Uh, the last one, the Padres' human Red Bull. Now this is new. Schultz's press conference had just about ended when he piped up with an with an ad, ad, addendum. Excuse me. No one had asked him about new third base coach Tim Leeper. I got to give our man Tim Leeper some love, he says. Uh, he had a lot of baseball experience, can bring a lot of energy and expertise, like a little human red bull. He's just a positive, good guy that brings a lot of good energy. So he is the third base coach now for the Padres. And this made me think of when he said a uh, when he said red bull, it made me think of Glenn Hoffman. Really? Like this made alert. me think of an energy drink. Yeah, it made me think of <laughs> gives you wings. Well, he he's, he's at third base. They're, they're doing the same job. Super positive. Some of those attributes are some of the things that Glenn had. But uh, you have a new guy uh, waving his arms. I'm sure at some point Tim is going to do something to, to to fall into the fire, whether it's waving somebody in that people think he shouldn't wave or not sending somebody that they think he should. That's usually where the third base coach gets a little – Ink. Nobody knows the who the third base coach is until somebody gets thrown out of home. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, that is. I just got a text from my man Mudcat Grant. He said Tim Lieber is awesome. All caps. Love it. So, oh, good to hear. 
you know, if, if Mud is saying that, Mud is the sweetest dude on the planet. So he, it must, Tim must be a great guy. Uh, on the chat, they're saying the oh, the old rocking chair coach, <laughs> exactly. the third base, third base coach. No, that would be the umpire. Uh, this is from JH six one nine. Yeah, but uh, did you know that Chris, the third yeah. base umpire was what was it called? The rocking chair, the position? rocking chair position for an umpire. Third base umpire, excuse me. Third base umpire, why? Because there's nothing to do Th- down that's there. What, that's basically. what I came to the conclusion basically, of. But is that it, the idea? It's a myth. People thought that there was a third base umpire who sat in a rocking chair for a while, but it actually didn't happen. But people still commonly think it did. Nah. That's exciting stuff, Chris, Like Chris loves all the most random facts, but he doesn't like that one. He doesn't, like, he doesn't like them coming from you. It's like, all right. I just uh, don't like <laughs> it's coming from you. Um, That's right. If somebody have, else would have told me that, I'd have been, really? Interesting. <laughs> Mudcat is sending me all kinds of little tidbits right now. So, uh, Tim's brother, Dave, pitched for the pods back in the day with my dad and him. Oh. Dave Leeper? Yeah. Left hand, left-hander. Left-hander. Yeah. yeah, I think I kind of barely remember him. I kind of barely remember him. So there's your Padre trivia for today. Thank you, Mud. Right. Yeah, thank you, Mud. Well, thank look, you for listening, too. And you know, I, I my big thing right now with the Padres is is filling up these outfield spots. And, and I think that's really the – it's got to be the focus of A.J. Preller. If he's going to be able to strike one more time in free agency, even if it's not a top-of-the-line guy, if, even if you're not going to get J.D. Martinez to D.H., even if you're not going to get one of these big uh, spending guys – I, I just think you've got to find yourself a couple of guys to play the outfield. I, I don't think you can go into the season with Fernando, Jose Azokar, and then a Sugar. bunch of bunch of single A guys. That's just not enough for a major league baseball outfield to start my season. So I, I, I I'm not telling AJ Preller something he doesn't know. I know he's got a huge board up in his office. Remember he told us about yeah, that. Yeah. That he checks it like seven times a day at least. And I know that he he sees that board and it's bereft when it comes to outfielders. They don't have enough. Here's uh, who's on the market right now. Jock Peterson, Tommy Pham, David Peralta, Michael Brantley. These are all left fielders. Uh, Joey Gallo, Travis Jankowski, Jerickson Profar, and um, some some other guys. But I mean, you said it yesterday that Tommy Pham name keeps It does. It keeps, keeps coming bubbling up. up. But yeah. I don't know. Would he Honestly, would he want to play here? I, I guess uh, when I someone's think, giving you a, uh, a check, but ding. some anyway. Center fielders, Cody Bellinger is still out there. He's off the list. Um, at, Not he, before any other reason that he's too expensive. Adam Duvall, Aaron Hicks, Rafael Ortega, Adam Angle, who he was on the team last year. Jackie Bradley Jr. You crossed you crossed over Michael A. Taylor, and again, that's a name that I think they can afford. And is I've he a center mentioned. fielder? Yes, he is. He's an excellent defensive center fielder. He's not fielder. on this list, though. He's on this list. Uh, so. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't denying I like, uh, you. Aaron Hicks, another one that you could bring in. Who's I the mean, right field? Well, we already got right field right covered. This, so, that's taken but. care of. I don't think we need right field. Will Myers, Randall Gritchick. That is another, another name. The best beard in old. baseball, Kevin Pillar. Thirty-five. Only plays against left-handed pitching. Randall Gritchick, I think you just said that. I yeah, did. Very did. good, Scraby. Good to hear you're paying attention to the program. Kind of. <laughs> what did I do <laughs> to you today? Let's get to break. You got more Gwyn and Chris. A little Daily Gambit coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 